my tax? How do you buy a house? I failed an assessment task. How do I tell my parents? Is it better to do a VCE subject at Scaled Up? Do you have questions about being an adult? Questions about school? Questions about the existence of unicorns? Hi, I'm Ms Ralston, I'm a teacher, and I'm here to help. This is the Not So Simple Guide to Adulting. New episode of the Not So Simple Guide to Adulting. Now, today we are joined by the absolutely incredible Ms. Maloney, who is going to share some of her thoughts today about budgeting. But before we get into that, Ms. Maloney, would you like to introduce yourself and share the most adulty thing you have done this week? Of course. Hi, everyone. So, my name's Ms. Maloney, and at McRob, I teach a few different subjects, so mostly economics, but also a little bit of English and history and geography. And the most adulty thing I've done this week would probably be, sounds a little strange, but I've bought some, I bought some shares on the stock market. So I think you have to, you definitely have to be 18 years old. Uh, so I've been keeping an eye on that and I decided to make just a little bit of a purchase. Nothing too risky, but just some shares in some companies. I think that is probably the most adult thing <laughs> I've heard from anyone that I've asked that question to, Ms. Maloney. <laughs> I don't even know. How do you begin buying stocks? What What is the first step? Yes. So um, it is a bit of like a complex, I guess like, a complex process but for myself I don't have a huge amount of time to like research companies so generally I just buy companies that I feel like are pretty safe and stable so big companies with the hope of them gradually increasing in value over time so I'm not too much of like a risk taker so I just generally yeah look for companies that are quite stable and it's actually really simple which is quite dangerous because you just set up an account and you can literally say I want to buy you know 100 shares in this company buy and then they buy it all for you so and it's that easy so um, yeah it's like an interesting interesting kind of hobby slash something good to be aware of as well. That, that sounds excellent. So if anyone out there listening would like some more information <laughs> on how to buy stocks and how to start investing, please send in some questions because we might get Ms. Maloney back so you can all learn about this, but also so Ms. Ralston can learn about this. <laughs> this feels like something I should know more about as, as a responsible adult. No, yeah. It, it's um, And I can also recommend a lot of like good resources that are probably a little bit more um, finance savvy than myself. I think just like finding like a kind of financial advice that you like there's so many online so so easy to get some good advice that sounds great so the first question that the students sent in for you Ms Maloney is what is the best way to save money that's a good question I would think I do it a little bit in reverse to a lot of people I think some people or most people maybe when they get their like paycheck or the money in their bank account they would buy all the things that they need so whether it's they want to go shopping buying clothes or food um seeing friends and then whatever money they have left over they might put it in their, their savings account i tend to do the opposite so as soon as i get paid and i've done this like whether i was working like full-time or part-time during university automatically i'd put aside like i said set chunk of my salary um so that would go into a savings account and then whatever I would have left over that would be my spending money so that I could then be like okay well if I want to buy like clothes or you know go out and see friends this is how much I have to spend so 
I think putting that savings money away first, it then teaches you to be a little bit more like flexible and think a little harder about how much or what you want to spend your money on afterwards. So I think, yeah, putting that money away, then you don't have the temptation to like feed into your savings. But I've also in the past put money in a term deposit account, which means that essentially it's locked away for six months or a year. So I literally can't touch it even if I want to. So that's another option if you feel like you might be tempted to eat into your savings account. I really like that, Ms. Maloney. And I really like that you, in that plan, you really emphasized savings. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the idea of a term deposit, it sounds really scary, but actually being able to lock away some of your money for a period of time sounds like a really great idea. Because then, as you said, you're not even tempted to spend that money. Exactly. So, um, and it, all you have to do is like do a quick search and some like banks, it can just be three months or it can be up to five years. So there's lots of different options if, you know, because everyone has individual circumstances, but that's a good way to, I guess, make a little bit of like interest on your money and it'll stop you from touching it as well. So the second question the student sent in is, do you have a set budget for the week? And if you do, how did you create this budget? That's a good question. I I wouldn't say that I have a set budget for the week, but generally I spend, it just works out that I spend the same amount of money roughly each week. So if I look at some of you know my general expenses generally I'm a bit of a creature of habit so like I buy very much like similar foods each week I cook a lot of the same meals each week I, I used to go to like brunch every like Saturday um so I kind of had it in my like own mind how much I'd be spending there are things that I probably spend a lot of money on so things like maybe like food um but then there are also things that I might spend like a lot of money on maybe like once or twice a year like if I do a big shop up for clothing um so working on a set budget each week wouldn't necessarily work for me um just because I have like certain times of the year where I do like a bigger shop up than others but I think that if I were to put a set budget in I would make sure that I had like everything that I needed so I still wouldn't deprive myself but I I think yeah budgeting for things like food um social expenses uh travel is probably a really good one if you're thinking of going away you obviously need to put money aside each week for that and I think it's a good way to actually see how much you're spending because a lot of people don't realize it but if they actually broke it down to look at the expenses for like rent or cars or food or clothing it's probably a good eye opener so they can say "Mm, like I want to spend a little bit less in this category category so I think maybe I should start doing it. But at the moment, I think because I do put enough money away in my savings, I don't worry too much about like budgeting after that. I think that works out really well. And I know for myself, the first time I sat down and I did a proper budget, um, I had to do it for my mortgage application and the bank had this big spreadsheet of things. And I had to say how much I spent per year on food and groceries and travel and clothes and also hairdressing and hair appointments and hair care. And when I looked at that number, I was just like, Oh my goodness, how am I spending, you know, this many, this many hundreds of dollars on my hair and really, really, that was a, that was a stern talking to (laughs) myself. That's funny you mentioned that because I feel like, the cost of like haircuts have gone up so much over the years. Um, I probably only go maybe three times a year, um, but I enjoy it. The whole process is like relaxing and enjoyable, but you walk out of there and it's so expensive. So I think yeah, it's a good like eye opener as to what you spend like most of your money on. And maybe it might even encourage you to 
like do a little bit more research or shop a few different like brands as well to see what else is out there because I think comparing product prices or service prices is something that's really good it just takes like a little bit of time to do that so I think that's good as well and plus I think there's so many more different like options now so if you do want to set um, keep within a set budget things like op shopping or secondhand shopping for like clothing hiring out like dresses or formal gear all those or even online shopping so um, whether it's through like Facebook or like different marketplaces there's so many ways to keep within your set budget like Gumtree that wasn't available you know 20 years ago because of like technology and all of those options are so much more sustainable as well especially if you're able to buy something secondhand and upcycle it or reuse it or do a slight fix yourself it just it really helps you know helps the environment as well as your budget exactly and so the final question that the students sent in Ms Maloney is do you ever overspend and if yes how do you cope with this <laughs> I definitely do overspend or particularly I would say in the past so maybe when I was at university and it's it's quite ironic ironic because that's when I had less money because I wasn't working as much as what I have now but I definitely used to be a bit of a big spender on clothing so I had like a particular brand that I was obsessed with pretty much all my wardrobe was from that um, brand. So it, and it was expensive and I would often like walk out of the store being like, Oh my God, like I just spent so much money. Um, so I think with like, yeah, I went through a bit of a phase at university. Um, but in saying that I've always been happy to spend more money on clothing. That's like good quality. Um, so I find that I'm happy to invest in like some statement pieces. So whether it's like your like uh, shoes or a good coat or like jeans, I actually prefer to spend more money on those things and know that it'll last longer and I'll be happy with the quality of it and the style. I find that often they're more like classic pieces. So because um, sometimes I'm like, oh, I spend too much money and I'll go and buy something that's a little bit cheaper and I just won't be happy with it and I know that I won't wear it and it won't last as long. So I think it's not a bad thing if you want to um, invest, you know, a little bit more money in something that you feel like you love and that you'll wear like season after season. So I think... Yeah, just I definitely used to be a spender, but now with clothing particularly, I just like want to wear my clothes to death. So, you know, wear it, you know, for not just don't just keep it for one season, but just maybe buy a few extra pieces and think, oh, how can you wear it with this, um, you know, this top or this um, pair of shoes? And hopefully it might look like a bit of a different outfit. So just wearing it until you've got as much wear of it as possible. I would also say with travel, so I've done a lot of um, travel in the past, but I think that's, it's probably the most money I've ever spent, but also the best money I've ever spent because I think you just get so much value from like traveling overseas and seeing so many things. And whenever I was traveling, I never wanted to put myself on a budget because I didn't want to miss out on, um, you know, eating out and doing all the activities. So I think travel is also something that I've spent a lot of money on, but I wouldn't necessarily like change that either. So yeah, they're probably the two areas that I've spent a lot on, but I'm still happy with it. I think everyone will go through phases and it's good not to, it's good to indulge a little bit. You don't want to deprive yourself either. You still want to enjoy life. I think that's really good. And I like how you emphasize both with travel and, and with fashion as kind of you're making an investment. Yeah. And that if you're if you make a good investment, it's something that if it's a piece of clothing will last you for a really long time. But if it's a holiday is something that will, you know, help shape the person that you become. And I, I also think it's important to make those investments. 
Um, yeah. I really like shoes and I <laughs> often like will do a calculation when I am looking at a pair of expensive shoes that are going to be super comfortable. I'll always be like, well, how many days would I have to wear this pair of shoes for it to be like a dollar a day? And then I think, am I, am I realistically going to be able to wear this pair of shoes for, you know, 50 days or for 150 days? And if I think I'm probably not going to be able to because I won't be able to wear them to work, then I just have to kind of leave them on the shelf and turn around <laughs> or leave them in my online shopping basket. But I think that's a, that's a really important takeaway, everyone, that, you know, Ms. Maloney has spoken about, about making those sound investments in the stock market, but also in yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And I think probably one of the best things in terms of um, actually making like good choices regarding spending is I think people get stuck with like impulse shopping. So for myself, if I know that I need to buy, like generally need to buy like a few different things, it could be like um, clothes for work or something like that. I think making a list is actually very beneficial. So I might have like three or four things on my list. And that way, when I actually go into the stores, I don't get sidetracked by like seeing other things and you can be very like efficient and just go straight to whether it's like, you know, the winter coat section or like the, you know, um, boots section or something like that. And I think if you stick to your list that way, generally you hopefully just buy the things on your list. And usually if I like something, I don't buy it that day. I'll leave the stores and I'll actually think about it and go back home and look what I have in my like wardrobe. And because sometimes you forget about all the clothes that you do have. And I might say, oh, I actually, yeah, really need that piece. I'll go back tomorrow and get it once I've thought about it. So I don't buy anything like impulsively. And I might go home and say, oh, I actually have, you know, the same color like jumper. Or I actually have lots of jeans. So maybe I'll just leave it. So I think just stepping away from like the store and the emotional attachment that you probably already put on that piece of like clothing or whatever it is you're buying and just giving yourself some time and then then you can actually make like an informed decision that's great advice and I think even with online shopping you'd be able to do that because I know I get lots of pop-up ads for (laughs) different clothes and specifically shoes because I did buy some shoes a couple of weeks ago and I see them I'm always like oh I love those I would definitely um, they would look so great on me and I could have them in my collection and then if I actually think about it for a couple of days or if I check you know the kind of shoes that I have I often realize that I probably don't need them so that's a that's a really good piece of advice especially if you know when restrictions ease I'm sure people will flood back to the shops and I'm sure there will be sales so keep, keep that in mind, everyone. Absolutely. And that's so funny you mentioned the advertising because they're so sneaky. I think I bought something online uh, like last week and now on like all the pop-ups on like my laptop and like social media, it's just advertisements for that same brand. So um, yeah, I think you definitely have to like exercise some self-discipline when it comes to like online shopping because they just they tailor all their ads to what you you know, have purchased in the past. So, so interesting. Okay, Ms. Maloney. So before we finish up, if you could give everyone out there listening one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, okay. Um, that's a good one. I think for myself, um, just like enjoy the simple, well, it's helped me to perhaps just enjoy 
the the simple things in life. I think at the moment, particularly because we can't go out and do lots of like fun things and catch up with people. For me, it's just been taking a step back and just enjoying like the simple things in life that I have myself and probably exercising like gratitude. So just being grateful for what you do have. And I feel like when you look at what all the things you do have, you feel like you actually do have like an abundance of goods. So I think, yeah, just enjoy those simple things in life, whether it's just like reading, you know, lighting a candle or just like having a conversation with a friend or family member. And generally I think they're the things that make you most happiest. So I think, yeah, try and use this weird time to just take a step back and, yeah, be grateful for, like, what you do have. And when you're grateful, it's almost impossible to feel, like, stressed or, like, you don't have much. That's really lovely. I think that's some great advice for everyone out there, especially during this pandemic time when it can be really easy to focus on all of the things that we don't have. I think a reminder to be grateful for everything that we do have is really important. So thank you, Ms. Maloney, for coming on this episode of the podcast. I am incredibly lucky to work with Ms. Maloney and also have access to all of her advice about tax and shares and finances. And I know that I have come and spoken to you a lot when students have brought me questions about finance and just said, could you come into my class and please explain all of these things? Because I just don't, don't have the same level of knowledge. And now that Ms. Maloney has mentioned stock and investing I feel like there are lots of people out there listening but also for myself who have lots of follow-up questions and will want to learn more about all of these things so (laughs) thank you Ms Maloney it has been absolutely wonderful hearing your advice thank you so much it's been so much fun Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not So Simple Guide to Adulting. If you heard something today that sparked a question, check out our website. The link's in the description and there's a place for you to send in a question that you would like an answer to. Take care of yourselves and be kind to yourselves because adulting is not so simple. I'll see you later.